Gammon. <laughs> Welcome to the Remarketing Podcast. My name is Lisa Pye, and I'm your host for today. The Remarketing Podcast is a podcast where we talk marketing, tech, business, and leadership for real estate agents, uh, investors, and entrepreneurs. I almost couldn't say that word. <laughs> we have two purposes, to spotlight you, your business, your service, or your product in a way that provides value to you, including market exposure and content creation. And two, to educate and inform our audience and listeners. With that, we have special guest Jerome Lewis. He's a number one best-selling author and the lead host of this podcast up until today. <laughs> Hi, Jerome. Hey, Lisa. <laughs> Before we get started, I want to read part of your bio from your website. Is that okay? Jerome. Yes, okay. Jerome is the founder and CMO of Digital Real Estate Strategy, a tech and marketing agency that helps busy but serious real estate entrepreneurs implement structure and systemize their tech lead generation marketing business systems. Jerome has helped over 5,000 real estate entrepreneurs. Really? 5,000? Oh, it's more than 5,000. I bet by now this you need to update your website. From more than 40 states in four countries, probably more than that now. Jerome has shared stages with and worked with some of the like some of the real estate industry's best national experts, including names ranging from Shark Tank's Kevin Harrington, Vena Jones Cox, Krista Mashore. I don't know if I'm saying these names right. Mark Halpern, Matt Faircloth, and legendary Ron Legrand. I've heard of him and many more. So that's an impressive bio, Jerome. Um, can you tell us in your own words a little bit about you and what you do? Dumb yes. it down for people like me. <laughs> I, I will. So my name is Jerome Lewis. Uh, I am uh, who, who I am. I, I always do like a presentation. I do an intro and I say, I like to call myself a silly but serious millennial. I run three businesses right now. One of them is marketing. One of them is, is real estate investing. And then I also do, I also, I'm also a real estate agent. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I have questions, of course. Okay. We all have questions. Okay. Number one question. What is the one thing about your business or venture that, that you didn't expect? All right. So it's fair to say that I've probably been within the entrepreneur realm for about five years. And uh, what I did not expect recently, most recently, what I did not expect to achieve was writing a book. Right. So um, I always said, I'm going to write a book. I'm going to write a book. I'm going to write a book. And most people say that and they kind of never get it done. Right. I joined a coaching program and uh, my coach is a woman. She was like, you know what? Uh, having a book is going to add to your business. I was like, OK, well, uh, then maybe I'll write a book. And mm -hmm. by joining that coaching program, I was there was some accountability there and it like pushed me over the edge to get the book done. So writing that book and then furthermore, after writing that book was hitting number one bestseller from writing yeah. that book. So yeah, I'm so excited for you when you hit that. But you have more than one book now. You have I how do. many? Seven. I have seven. I think it's eight. I'm like losing track. So oh my gosh. I need to write a book. Would you help me? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yay! You know, I'm trying to get a book out of you, trying to get something out of you. We got to go. And <laughs> I don't know if I'm that have, <laughs> You have a you have a a wonderful story of perseverance that people Grand need to hear strong. about. So I'll be happy, happy to help you write a book. Oh, I would love that. Yeah. So I bet you could help a lot of people write books, actually. Yes. Is that a service you offer? That is a service that we offer. OK. OK. Yeah. 
Um, what is a common myth about your job or field of expertise? Um, so, so right now I, I mentioned three businesses. My favorite business right now is the marketing, right? So something specific about marketing that people believe is that they're going to make a TikTok post or they're going to make a Facebook ad or um, send out a round of postcards and start to get a lot of business. The bottom line is I got this from one of my mentors is that marketing is not something that you learn. Marketing is something that you do. So you have to be active with marketing. You can't just do it one time and expect all of these results and all of this business. So. That's right. And I think that's an important part of um, your business is marketing yourself the right way and to the right audience. Right. Absolutely. Highly important. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you're a much needed person. I've been, in fact, I've been taking your lead before I even hardly talked to you. Like I saw you on Facebook and I was like, what's he doing? And I joined, I subscribed to your YouTube because you have all these like little hacks that I, I have been able to implement and I'm not even in real estate. So I always appreciated your knowledge. Yeah. And I appreciate you and you're not in real what? estate, but you work no. with. I do. I work with a lot of real estate people. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Question. What is the most important lesson you've learned over your career? So, um, stay true to myself, right? Mm -hmm. What that means is, um, like I tried to adjust somewhat because I was like, getting caught up in TikTok, oh, go do some silly dances or <laughs> uh, getting caught up in those things. And while I was doing that, I wasn't really myself. So the most important thing I've learned is to stay true to yourself and you can get business uh, by staying true to yourself. So my personality, my tonality and the way I deliver information is very serious, right? And yeah. some people can't handle it, but there are some people that can and some people that prefer me being that serious. So that's something that I've learned. And that's what I, uh, that's what I do. I, I stay true to myself and I don't mean it in a way where it's like, oh, don't receive input. Don't take input from anybody. But I mean, stay true to yourself. You don't have to change and adjust too much. Right. Exactly. I think that's a good way to look at it. You know, be yourself, but you can, you know, mature and grow in that. So are you telling me there's some TikTok videos of you out there dancing? Um, <laughs> I'm, so I'm silly enough to do something like that, but it wouldn't be like really authentic. It would probably be like me joking about somebody right. dancing or something like that. But naturally, I there are no probably no videos out of me like dancing or doing just that silly stuff that people are doing that they yeah. believe that they have to do. Yeah. Right. So me and you could do a TikTok then. <laughs> yeah, we could do a TikTok. We yeah. can. <laughs> yeah. We probably should. So I like in, in TikTok, like generally when I say TikTok, I mean like short form videos where you're doing something crazy. Right. Is um so what we probably we could probably do some uh what they call like the collaborations. I know on Instagram yeah. they have yeah, they have uh what they call remixes. We could do something like that. I'd be happy to do something like that with That'd you. be fun. Yeah. Like yeah. you gotta let loose sometimes and be goofy, but like you yeah. can actually accomplish a lot being goofy because people start paying attention to that. They like the goofiness, but then they, you know, sometimes they're just drawn in by the goofiness yeah. and you can show them what else is out there. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, I always say, uh like when I teach my students, there's you have branding and you have marketing. So like mm -hmm. being silly and dancing, I pick on the TikTok and the short form video people, but that is a part of your brand. Like if you yeah. want to incorporate that into your brand, that's fine too. But if you're running a business, you also have to, you know, do some marketing too. So you got to get people called to actions and let them know what it is that you do in business as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the way to do it. So you're smart. <laughs> I try. Okay. 
you have, you don't have to try. Well, I guess you do have to try. I mean, everyone has to work it themselves, right? Right. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, in your opinion, what is the most important personality trait or strength someone would need to work in your industry or be successful in your job? Uh, so I'll, I'll take this broad level and I'll just say in life period, not even just uh, our field and our industry. I say being able to control your emotions. A lot of times people can't control their emotions and yeah. they let their emotions get in the way. And uh, people often misinterpret that as me saying, don't have emotion. I don't mean that. Right. We have right. conversations all of the time about emotions. Like, oh, this hurt my feelings. <laughs> that hurt my feelings. Right. I don't mean don't have emotions, but understand how to control them. Right. Embrace Absolutely. them. Don't let them lead, though. So that's what I think is the right. most important trait. Oh, absolutely. So, and I agree with that 100% because you know me, sometimes I'll act on emotions instead of like logic, <laughs> uh, just how I am. But you know, you know how to handle that. <laughs> I always appreciate you. You've been a good friend. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate you too. Okay. Um, did you always want to be a marketer? Did I say in, in marketer? <laughs> did you always want to be in marketing? I did not. I never really thought about marketing or it wasn't even really on my radar until um, probably three years ago. And even when I got into marketing, I wasn't really thinking about it as marketing. I was just like, OK, I want to get people to this event. And um, I had I was I was going to tell I was going to tell a story earlier to somebody, but I decided not to. But I'm mm -hmm. just going to be honest here. I was like running events for this local real estate uh investor so group here and we would market so basically we would put on events where we bring in people like hey come get some education that's actually how we met right? yeah yeah hey. <laughs> that's that how we group. met yep. yeah and it's like hey come get some education come do this and the entire time i'm like marketing but i don't really know what that is i'm just like we got to get enough people into these rooms so they can learn about uh growing their business in terms of real estate investing and that's what I was doing. I was just going through this phase of marketing. Like I was going through all of that um, mm -hmm. a little. And let me backtrack a little bit. I had got into the real estate industry. I went out, found me a mentor and did everything that he said do. One of the things that he said do was get involved in those groups, those real estate investment associations. So that's what I did. And that led me to um, eventually like working with them in marketing, which I didn't know. Like, hey, fill this room. Right. We're going to fill mm -hmm. these rooms. That's when I started to learn that eventually because I had picked up a skill of it's in our industry it's called wholesaling like i learned how to wholesale and i'd apply that to like my business just that one business and I, while i was doing that i picked up the skill of marketing but i didn't really know what that was it's like how do you talk to people or attract them to what it is that you're doing right. um eventually then i start doing events i start doing events and um, I was working with that company and they just kept telling me that I wasn't like getting them results or something really? like that, or the stuff that I wasn't wow. doing, wasn't working. And I was like, that's, yeah. that's really a lie. You're not really giving me the tools that I need. Right. And as long as you give me the tools and the stuff that I need, I'll do fine. And I was still doing fine without having the tools that I needed. And right. while, but while I was doing that, something that I realized is that the entire time I was helping and doing this stuff, I thought it was just a technology that right. I was helping with. And I was like, you know, uh, I eventually was like, they told me that I wasn't getting stuff. I was like, I'll come on and get these tools and they're, they're telling me about my results. And I was like, I need to find some training around marketing because I know what I'm doing. I need confirmation. I need to find out. And while I, I was still with that group, while I was with that group, that's how I, is that how I met Ron LeGrand? Yeah, I met Ron LeGrand. He came and he, he, because when I was with that group, they had a 
another group that they belong to that they were associated with called RMD, RIA yeah. Mastermind Group. And yeah. they, so Ron Grand came and talked to us about how to thrive. Mm-hmm. This was during 2020 when everything was locked down. He was like, basically, all you have to do is know how to market. And I was right. like, this is what I've been telling everyone here. I'm like, you're not doing the right things to get people into the room. But I didn't really know that was marketing just yet. So right. once I heard him say that, because I have so much respect for him, I really admire him, his teaching style. You know, he's one of those serious people, too. I was like, right. you know what? He's, he's probably right. I probably let me find out about marketing. Let me see what I can do. And I tried a little bit further with that specific group. And they just kept giving me resistance about what it is that I wanted to do. The tools that right. I wanted to implement. I eventually left. And once I left, I was like, you know what? They're telling me I wasn't getting results, but I know that I was because when I joined and I started helping, there was this one specific, it's called a subgroup. There was this yeah. one specific subgroup and it had maybe f- 10 people maximum. And I actually think it was only five people at the table. Mm-hmm. By the, that time next year, the room was overflowed, right? It was the wow. biggest group there because I was working with a, a, another partner that they had hired. Mm-hmm. I was working with him. And one of the things that he really, uh, people say certain things about him, but one of the things that he understood is he understood his strengths and weaknesses. He understood right. that I'm not good at that. You go do that. Are you good at that? Yes, I'm good at that. Okay, you go do that and I'll do this. He understood awesome. that and he never got in my way. He always gave me the tools and resources that I asked him for. So um, I knew that I had something and that I knew that I was doing something right and they were not yeah. giving me the tools that I needed. So I went out and I was like, you know what? I'm going to learn uh, what I'm doing wrong or not doing wrong or who's wrong at this instance. And it's not right. really about right or wrong. I'm not trying to make it about that, but I knew right. that I knew what I was doing. And I went out and confirmed I got some training and stuff like that. And that's yeah. what made me become. You needed someone else to kind of step in there with you and, um, yeah. you know, kind of guide you. And you're, you've been fine ever since then. So you end up with the right people then. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> that's good that you um, were able to do that, though. Not everyone does it. Some people just get stuck forever in one thing, you know. So that's really great. Someone's like pound on my door. <laughs> okay. Let's see. Hold on. I got one. Did you, oops, sorry. We already did that one. Uh, what's your favorite productivity hack for entrepreneurs? I know this one. <laughs> you do? Go ahead. Say, what, what do you think it is? <laughs> when you're watching a video and you pump it up times two and try to listen. <laughs> That's right. My favorite productivity hack is, oh, yeah. I call it, so I, like Lisa said, I got, I got about seven books now and one book mm-hmm. I have is called the, um, it's called uh, 17 productivity secrets and useful mm-hmm. implementation strategies. And the first strategy in there is exactly what Lisa is talking about. I call it the three X slash two X method. And that is what Lisa said. It is yeah. when you take a video, you're watching a video or audio and you speed it up. Right. And the reason why I yeah. like to use that hack or that tool or that trick is because it saves you time. So that means mm-hmm. if a video is one hour and you can watch it at two times the speed, that means it's only 30 minutes. So guess what? You get 30 minutes of your time back. Uh, if you, if you can get up to three X that one hour video, you can take it down to 20 minutes. So that is my absolute favorite productivity hack. Yeah, that is the best. And I still, I use that. I'm still barely at a two though. <laughs> you just gotta so, be consistent. Yeah. You gotta be consistent and then you adapt to it and then it's nothing really. So, you know, anything else, um, as far as hacks go, um, it's in your book. So yeah, it don't is give it book. away. Don't give it away. Yeah, get the book. And the book, <laughs> the book. This one is this one is only 1997. So you go grab that. 
So yeah, definitely yeah. worth it. So definitely worth it. Um, I actually have, is that the same book that I have? Yes. Okay. What underrated tools are indispensable for your job? Hmm. <laughs> Let me see. Um, I would say computer, right? Computer. If 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 I don't have a computer, I can't get uh, enough done. So computers are highly productive and even further, like our smartphones, to be honest, right. they are a form of a computer. So I always like to make the analogy that they are an extension of us. Like it's a lot of information on there yeah. uh, about what it is that we do. And when you lose your phone, you're like out of the water. Generally, right? so that's how I am with my computer. And that's how I am with my phone. I believe those devices really are extensions of us. People get yeah. weird about the technology, but I think like you absolutely need a computer. The yes. computer, I emphasize more because I'm a business owner and computers allow you to produce more versus phones. But those two devices are essential and absolutely necessary. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, I've been through three phones this year, but as long as I got my laptop, I'm okay. Yeah, see, exactly. exactly. (laughs) I'll call you on the laptop anyway. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. They do do the same thing. You just can't carry the big computer everywhere with you. So. Right, right. All the time. Yeah. Okay. So if you could do any other occupation, what would it be? I would be an actor. I want to be an actor. That's like my people have like dreams and goals. I would just be an actor and I would be a a very specific actor in Mm -hmm. like war movies, like medieval times where you fight with swords and shields. Oh yeah, like LARPing. Do you ever go LARPing? Um, (laughs) Don't lie. No, no, I have not, but I I would be interested as long as it doesn't get too weird. Right. It's going to get weird. <laughs> See, I, so I, I, maybe I need to be more open. I've never done that, but I am open to it. So, I you know, TikTok, you can do actors like they read their script and then you read a script. It's kind of cool. I do that every now and then, but I don't like post it anywhere. <laughs> oh, you should post it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, you I have this, this, um, this is like the closest thing I was just uh, to a sword but i was just telling i was like when we move i want to get a sword but i had like, oh this that cool, is so cool cool knife and it's yeah. like a dragon and stuff like that like i get like really excited about these kind of things See, that's so, really cool looking and as you yeah. know i live with a lot of swords and stuff <laughs> yeah a I, musket i think there's I, a musket oh here. wow okay yeah <laughs> i don't and know I got, what that is it's I get purple because of my mom. So anytime you see the color purple, it's because it's like an attribution to my mom. My favorite color is blue. But anytime you see purple, I do it because it's like a commemoration for my mom. So Yeah, yeah. that's really sweet. Was that her favorite color? That was her favorite color, yep. Uh, Amethyst. So she liked the amethyst. Yep. Purple. That's so cool. Okay, Um, let me see what we got here. What do people misunderstand most about you? Uh, I, I think you know. So how how direct <laughs> you're I mean. am? Yep, they think I'm mean, and I'm absolutely not mean. I don't say I don't say mean things. I don't do anything to maliciously maliciously attack people. So uh, people mm-hmm. think I'm mean because I like to be to the point. Uh, people think I'm mean because I want to. Um, I don't want to waste time. So generally, people might be like, "Hey, how are you doing?" and stuff like that when they really don't care. 
and I'll address it and say, you really don't care. Just ask me what you want or something like that. So they can interpret that as mean too. But people just, sometimes they don't like direct information and they interpret that as me being mean or a jerk or a-hole. So. Yeah, like um, sometimes it's still jarring for me when me and you kind of go head to head a bit. <laughs> really? You know, a little bit. I'm you like, should be used to it by me? now. <laughs> but I know that um, the end result is mm-hmm. really um, going to be successful for me and productive. So like, um, so people understand that, you know, it's not always don't get your feelings wrapped up in it. Don't get your head wrapped up in it. Like you're actually doing people a favor. And if they don't appreciate it, it's actually their loss. So I actually appreciate the honesty, even though it's not always easy to swallow. So that's me. Thank you. I appreciate that. And that's what, um, that's one thing I always admire about you. Like you, you are willing to admit that and say that. And most people, They can't. They can't handle it or even say that. Like, I have no intention on maliciously harming somebody. I have much better things to do. So, Oh, absolutely. That's one thing I appreciate about you. I go on and on about your brutal honesty, (laughs) but I'll spare everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Oh, I got to know this one. What is your biggest failure and what did you learn from that? (sighs) My biggest failure is being too trusting. Yeah. Um, and giving people that didn't deserve it the yeah. benefit of the doubt. So, yeah, I think, um, I, think I still do it. Yeah. Yeah, I still do it. It is something that I'm working on, but I do know that it's a weakness there. So sometimes people are, oh, you're so good at this. You're so good at that. We all have strengths and weaknesses, and we all need to be working, but nobody's perfect. So I know my strengths. I know my weaknesses. I do know that I'm very trusting. Uh, you have, like, I guess, two philosophies. You have the philosophy of people that need to earn trust, and then you have the philosophy of you need to lose it. I'm yeah. of the philosophy that people need to lose my trust, and sometimes I'm too trusting. So, Yeah, I've seen you to be too trusting before. So, so, um, But that's you're a good person, though, so... Good people are hard to come by, to be honest. <laughs> okay, so what is an insult you've received that you're proud of? That goes along uh, the same line of what we were just talking about. Yep, being called a jerk. Because <laughs> yeah. even when I, when I, oh, you're a jerk or a hole, like all of those words, even when right. they say that, I ask them to justify why. And they mm-hmm. can never give me like a real reason or real answer. It's always because of how they felt. Yeah. And despite my intent or despite the result, you know, I didn't do anything that a jerk is. They're just most of the time people are so used to people lying to them or coddling to them. And yeah. that stuff feels good, but it doesn't get you anywhere. They're actually doing more mm-hmm. harm than good. Absolutely. They're stunting your growth that way or keeping you in kind of a, you know, just a, I don't know, stagnant life. So some, it's true. The truth is hard, but it's better than, you know, just being fed lies and BS all the time. So you can't correct it if you don't know it's wrong. Right. Right. Okay. Let's see where we at here. Okay. Are we on the final question? Um, okay. No, I got a few here. What is your biggest challenge that you're currently facing in your business? Biggest challenge that I'm facing right now, it's, this changes week to week and month to month. Right now, mm-hmm. the biggest challenge I am facing is, what am I struggling with? Uh, it's it's going to sound petty, but I'm, I'm working <laughs> on another book. Okay. And like formatting the pages is like okay. becoming, is becoming, is like annoying. I got to do this little, like, it's like, oh, when I added pages, use the formatting. And, yeah. And it's that. 
that my biggest challenge? Probably not, but that's something that I'm going, that's like really bothering me right now. That's a challenge. Right, right. You know, challenges can be small things and big things, you know, just it changes. Like you said, it could change day to day. So, yeah, I got it. Okay, so how can someone add immediate value to you or your business? Buy one of my books. That's right. Yeah, remarketingbook.com. You just buy a book and that's like immediate value. I don't expect anything. Uh, Also, you get value because of the information that I put in those books. Absolutely. So it's a win-win for you and for them. So what about like long-term? How can they support you like long-term and your goals and your business? Long-term value would be, dang. Man, I should know this because I ask other people. So I'm stumped. Like, how can somebody bring me long-term value? Uh, become a client. Probably mm-hmm. probably become a client depending on what it is that you need. So we do marketing services. We do tech services. Yeah. We build courses. We got websites, funnels, all kinds of stuff. So be, by becoming a client. And referring you out to others too is also can be like long-term. You know, yes. word of mouth is important, I think, for people. Yeah. Thank you. All right. (laughs) We're at the uh, closing table. All right. I answered this one when I did my interview. So what are three books you'd recommend to the audience and why? Ah, man. (laughs) So, you know me, uh, I got a list. You know, sometimes I prepare. So I got a list. (laughs) It's not going to be three books. I'm going to give y'all everything that I can give y'all, right? So um, first and foremost, I'm going to say... I have seven books now and they mm-hmm. all provide a different kind of value, especially if you are a real estate entrepreneur. So check out my books, remarketingbook.com is where you would get the first one. And then the rest, you can generally find them on Amazon. So I say, check out those books. If you're in real estate, uh, they'll help you with like marketing tech and implementation. Now, yeah. next I'm going to start with, uh, my favorite author is, is the best way to put it. My favorite author, my favorite modern day author is, Robert Greene. So basically all of his books are books that I recommend, not all of them. I recommend a lot of his books. So the first book being 33 Strategies of War. And that aligns with, uh, I like war stuff. You know, I'm trying to be yeah. medieval. So the way you think about things, I think about a lot of stuff as war. Like how do you, how do you conquer this thing? How do you win right. that thing? Strategy. So that, yeah. Exactly. That makes sense. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes, ma'am. So that yeah. book, 33 Strategies of War by Robert Greene. The next mm-hmm. book would be 48 Laws of Power. Um, it's also a great book. And it's like, look, get realistic about what people will do. And right. I just talked about earlier, like me being too trusting. Right. Yeah. So I wasn't really applying that, but right. it's still a good book. And then the art of seduction is also a good book. It helps you kind of understand who you are or who you yeah. like, like romantically is a real good romantic right. book. Have you ever read that book? You know anything about no, that? No, you t- tell me to read that. And then the love languages, I think. You okay. Yeah. Those read. are good books. Those are good <laughs> books to read to kind of understand like romantic situations. Right. And um, it's like certain types in there. And I just kind of want to like my type of seduction, my type of mm-hmm. seduction is I'm charismatic and I am charming. Those yes. are my seduction Makes you smooth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah, that's, yeah. My, that's my style. So that's cool. Um, that's yeah, cool. next. So that's my favorite author. Like all time, you ask me who my favorite author is, is Robert Greene. Because uh, okay. it's very realistic information. People don't like to talk about that stuff, but that's human nature. Uh, right. Next books, I recommend Traction by Gina Wickman. The reason why I recommend that book is because it is very, uh, it makes things very this or that. And mm-hmm. it's specific to business. So uh, it, it's like, look, 
you have this kind of person in business and that person kind of person in business. This kind of person is a visionary. They come up with the vision and that's pretty much mostly what they do. Then you got the other person, which is the integrator. They take the vision and they integrate, they implement that vision that the visionary came up with. You need both. Both yeah. are equally important because you won't get anything done. And you can't have two implementers because they'll never figure out what they're trying to do, right? They'll never get the right. vision, but you can't have two visionaries because they'll just sit there and look at the sky all day. So you need both. Yeah, you need someone to set it up and want to hit it in. <laughs> exactly. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. That's I totally get it. So yeah. Next good. next book is E Myth by Michael Gerber. That is a book that helps you understand that uh, just because you have a skill doesn't mean that you can build a business. So that's a good book. Right. That would be almost an interest more than anything, right? It wouldn't be. Yeah, it'd be a hobby. Yeah. Maybe you can't make a business out of it. Some people like, so say you were really good at, uh, the book always says like a a baker. Okay. You were really good at baking cakes. That's a skill. That's a hobby. That could be anything, but it doesn't mean you can run a successful. That's true. Apple baking business. Right. That's a good point. (laughs) Apple Uh, baking. (laughs) Right. No, I get it. No, that makes a lot of sense though. Like I have hobbies. Like I I like to bake sometimes, but I would not even try to make a business out of it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, wow. The next book is, we talked about it earlier, is The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. That is also, Mm -hmm. so um, what I'll recommend the personality books is to help you understand who you are. The five yeah. love languages, there are five languages and five ways that people communicate. Generally, like for a long time, I was a acts of service person. So in order to communicate love to me, if you do something for me, I feel love. That's my language. And that's how I also return love. Um, yes. So that's that's one of the languages inside of that book. And I highly recommend that people. Did you read that book? I just asked you. I did not read it. No. You need to read the book. <laughs> I, do, the book. I do. I do. It's if a it really was good book. quiet for five minutes, I probably would read the book. <laughs> it's such a good book to start to understand yourself as well as your partners. Right, so. right. I think it's a good book to read because I've, I've heard about it for a long time. So I, I am okay. interested in reading it. Yeah, I'll yeah, read it's, it. It's, it's worth reading it. So um, yeah. they have like tests and stuff you could take as well. The next book that I recommend is Richest Man in Babylon. It's a very simple and plain book, but it starts to help you understand the importance of uh, putting a system towards your money, right? You put right. 10% here, 10% there, uh, 20% there. That's a good book for like money management. The, yeah. the next book is called Psycho Cybernetics by Maxwell Malt. And that is a good book for personal development. And okay. what I really appreciate about that book is that it's not um, just all positive thinking. Think positive and your life will change. It's not about right. that. It's like real practical advice like you should think this about yourself because of this not oh just think positive and everything will fall in place i hate those kind of books because they are very misleading yeah and that, that's just a dangerous mindset really you know you're gonna waste time oh if i just think positive life is gonna be perfect they don't put the work in you know that's like saying karma will take care of it no you take care of what you got to take care right, of you gotta you know? do your part you gotta do something <laughs> that's how exactly. i see it too yeah so that's how i am that's probably why we identify because we know you got to do stuff still. You can't just be, you know, so uh, yeah. next, next, next book is Tax-Free Wealth by Tom Wilwright, who is like a rich dad advisor, gives really good strategies and tips on how to uh, maximize and leverage tax taxes in your business. Yeah. Uh, Trump style negotiation is also another good book that teaches you negotiation. People say, oh my God, that China Trump guy, he's a jerk. You got to be right, able to right. take information 
for what it is. And actually, the book is not by him. It is by his attorney, but it's still an excellent book on business negotiation. And then I know that's a lot of books. I got a couple more. Um, So another author that I really respect is Robert Kiyosaki. So Mm -hmm. his book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, for basic entrepreneurship and the, the beginning journey for financial freedom. That's an excellent book. And he has Cashflow Quadrant for more technical and practical information is what I have written. That is a great book. It gets into starts to get into some of the details on the rich dad, poor dad theory. And uh, just recently I was in Florida and um, I got some pictures with him and stuff like that. I got to meet him. And he yeah, published another you're just book. in Florida. That's cool. Yeah. You got he to meet another him? book. Yeah, I got to meet him. I got some pictures wow. around somewhere. So awesome. um, he just recently published this book called The Capitalist Manifesto. It's kind of a thick book. I don't mm. think I plan on reading it, but it was <laughs> nice to take the pictures with him and get that's it signed. Cool. He says, ah, hey, Jerome, let's fight back. That. So that that's was so cool. cool. Yeah. But that's those are all of my books I typically recommend. It's hard for me to do three because they all like had some kind of influence in some some kind of way, but Right. Yeah. No. Well, thanks for sharing all that with us. So that's cool. Now we can check it out ourselves. (laughs) So I guess that's it for today. I have no idea how to end the podcast, Jerome. Is there any questions? You say, say, Jerome, where (laughs) can the listeners find out more about you online? Yes, we can find out more about Jerome online at Jerome.com. Jerome Lewis. Jerome Lewis.com. I'm sure there will be a link up here down there we'll have yes, a link ma'am. up for everybody um and you can find them on facebook and probably a million other places google his name you'll find him <laughs> yes absolutely lisa i appreciate you th- so much thank you it was nice to finally be interviewed myself i know how did i do on my first interview you did excellent thank you <laughs> did I? I was yes. so nervous thank yes. you yeah You're we'll welcome. do it again right. now. <laughs> okay we'll do it again perfect all right is that all it right. yeah that's it <laughs> bye-bye <laughs>